This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Everyone's here is super smiling. This message of unconditional love. Pause in the air for super smiling. Here to save the day. Kindness is the way. We begin now. Hi, everybody. You're now on a super smiley adventure with rescue dog Super Smiley and me. I'm Megan Blake, dog trainer and the pet lifestyle coach. Here we know that animals can lead us on grand adventures, whether they're actual travel adventures or inner journeys of healing and self-discovery, our pets can lead us if we are open to them. We've all looked into our dog's eyes and thought, well, I feel better now. Or we've heard our cats purr in the morning and even just for a moment felt all's right with the world. Or we've gone for a horseback ride and suddenly we feel balanced again. That's what I'm talking about. As for real world adventure, Super Smiley, Tootsie the Travel Kitty, and I have traveled easily over 200,000 miles together. Yep, we did all of that advocating for pet adoption and with the Super Smiley flash mob for pet adoption and kindness. This is the first program in the world created to teach kindness through pets. Smiley led us back and forth across the entire United States, flash mobbing with and speaking before thousands of kids teaching kindness through pets. And through all of this, we've done over 100 Pet Life radio shows with Academy Award winners, world-class pet experts, and animal advocates. But then life hit us hard in a traumatic, life-changing way. Our home in Malibu burnt to the ground in the Malibu fires. We lost pretty much everything except for our lives. And then more unprecedented firestorms. Then COVID came, civil unrest, more COVID, more civil unrest, and when I do my shows, I speak from deep within who I am. And to be profoundly honest, I couldn't wrap my head around talking about a super smiley adventure when so much darkness was all around us. So we took a hiatus from Pet Life Radio. But during this time, I continued my work as the pet lifestyle coach, training hundreds of dogs so they would fit into their forever homes forever. Smiley and I were on the news on how to train pandemic puppies. We were interviewed by Good Morning America. We led hundreds of dogs in doga, that's dog and yoga classes, and we started hosting free dog training classes on Zoom, open to everyone. And I called our classes, We Begin Now, because wherever we are in this new world, wherever we are with our dogs, we begin now. And that's when it hit me. This was the super smiley adventure. It never stopped. It just changed like the rest of the world. So we are back and we begin now. And our first guest is so perfect for beginning a brand new start. He is a human guest <laughs> who is highly esteemed in his own right. And he's here representing shelter dog Major, who is the new United States of America's first dog. He's president-elect Joe Biden's rescue dog, who'll be celebrating his own inauguration. And you are invited. I'm so very excited to welcome Patrick Carroll. Executive Director of the Delaware Humane Association, who actually rescued Major and found him his new forever home, which will soon be in the White House. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you. Good morning. It's great to, to be here. Oh, we are so excited. And so, Patrick, you've been the Executive Director for the Delaware Humane Association for 15 years, just celebrated your anniversary. Is that right? 
Uh, yeah, actually like 11, but four before that working in fundraising and development. Yep. Oh, that's great. So you have been around shelter dogs for many years. And I imagine that you have volumes of stories that you could tell us. <laughs> but <laughs> but right now we want to hear the details about Major. But even before we go to that, go to him personally, I want to make sure everyone knows about this grand event that you're holding for him and everyone is invited. Just tell us about that right at the top. Absolutely. Well, you know, Pumpkin Pet Insurance approached us and with along with their marketing firm that they have. And uh, that was their idea to do an inauguration and to work with us. And then we would be the beneficiary of that. Wait, Patrick, wait, let me hear this word. And <laughs> like an inauguration. You said inauguration. Is that right? Inauguration. Yeah. So very cute. So cute. So tell us more. Tell us. Yes. Yeah, so it's just going to be a <laughs> celebration of the idea that Major and Champ are going to the White House uh, to live. And um, it's going to be online on Sunday, January 17th at three. And people can sign up and get a ticket to um, have access to it on, you know, at DelawareHumane.org. Just $10. Although many people have given more than $10. So we're just incredibly ah. grateful for the support. We're overwhelmed with how great, you know, the turnout has been. So Jill Martin from um, the Today Show will be hosting. And then we'll have Sir Darius Brown, who is a makes bow ties for shelter dogs. He's kind of become an internet sensation. Yes, I've heard of him. Yes, yeah. very fun. And then I'll be just doing a few words on behalf of Delaware Humane. And um, we have a couple other special guests, but basically it's, you know, kind of built as the largest Zoom call for uh, dogs and their, their, and their families, you know, in the world. So uh, we have gotten interest from all over the country, as well as um, some people out of the country. I love this. This is an absolutely brilliant idea. And of yeah. course, all the proceeds go where? Where do they go? They come to Delaware Humane Association. Yes, yes, yes. What an incredible way to kick off our fiscal year and our oh. new year. <laughs> I love this. And this is such a unique, never, ever before done event. The You said the largest event, and it's for the inauguration of a dog into the White House, but a rescue dog, a shelter dog. Isn't that just amazing? It absolutely is. Yeah. And tell, just say the address one more time. We'll have it probably up on our page, but where do they go? Where do people go to join? Well, best thing is our um, to DelawareHumane.org. It'll pop right up, but also it's online, you know, on our Facebook page and so forth. Okay, DelawareHumane.org. But I want to say also to anyone who's listening to our show here after the event, please go ahead and listen. Continue listening because we're going to hear all about Major and all about these fun adventures that you are on, Patrick, and also Major. And so I know that when I have Zoom meetings or when I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a yoga teacher as well. And so many of my yoga classes on people's dogs and cats are walking through the classes, lying on the mats. So we can bring our pets to Major's inauguration. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Very, yes, encouraged that. <laughs> Cats as well. Cats are definitely, you know, encouraged to come, you know, as well as. I love that you say cats are encouraged to come and cats, they kind of feel like they rule when they, when they come into a space, it's their space. So I know that you'll have some, a few kitty cats there challenging majors position too, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know, we've all, for many years, we always say when it comes to our events, we have events where you can bring your dog, obviously, you know, socials or fundraisers. And we always say cats are happier at home. And so <laughs> this is definitely the perfect event for them because you can do it right from your home on your laptop or your phone or 
or whatever. Yes. And again, this is the inauguration of the United States of America's first dog. And we're all invited with our pets with proceeds going to more rescue dogs. I cannot believe I even just said those words. So that is just incredible. And, and right now, how many dogs do you have at your shelter or how many do you get in each month? What numbers are we talking about that you could possibly help with this event? We're a, a private no-kill shelter on the smaller side compared to some larger, you know, larger city shelters. But uh, we're we're jam packed if we have about fifty dogs and about. Oh, that's a lot. That's a fifty dogs. That's a lot to save because we all know we've all heard save a life, save a universe, and dogs absolutely contribute a universe of love and lessons to their people. So. Oh my gosh, we just honor what you do so, so much. And I want to hear all about Major, all about him. He's just so gorgeous (laughs) and looks so happy in all of his pictures. And we're going to get the personal scoop on Major right after this short break from our awesome sponsors. Smiley, can you wait? (laughs) Good boy. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Everyone here is super We're back on a super smiley adventure with the wonderful, amazing executive director of the Delaware Humane Association, Patrick Carroll, who's here to tell us all about Major, the new United States of America's first dog. Welcome back, Patrick. Good morning. Uh, Good to be here. And first, before we get personal, Major is a rescue dog. Now, there is a big picture here. How do you think or do you hope Major's great example will affect people's choices in considering a shelter pet? Well, I think the greatest thing about all of this is that it has shined a light on the fact on shelter animals. You know, there are animal shelters and animal welfare organizations all over the country. And, you know, basically, you know, we take in animals and find them new homes. We, you know, provide other services like low cost veterinary services or food pantries, et cetera. But, you know, again, I think it shines a light on the good work that we do at DHA every day, as well as all the shelters in the country. And so, you know, if people see coming to a shelter as an option to adopt a cat or dog, and uh, that increases, and also they, you know, that's a great thing. But also, it's, um, it's a great thing to, for people to know that a shelter is a resource for them, you know, it could mean that they need some training advice, or again, they need pet food if they're having hard times. Lots of us are having a very difficult time right now, and it's going to continue. And, you know, even again, if you have to give up your pet for some unfortunate reason, like, you know, someone has passed away, or you're working too many hours, or, you know, allergies of kids, all those things um, sometimes cause people to have to give up a pet. So shelter is a safety net for that. And a good safety net. It's not a horrible place. It's a place where we work really hard to find them a new, a new home. 
Absolutely. People who work at shelters, their hearts are in the right place, finding these dogs forever homes, as I mentioned earlier. And you were at that Delaware Humane Association when Major was rescued. And these shelter dogs carry such stories. Smiley, my dog here, he was abandoned three times in downtown Los Angeles before we found each other. So can you tell us what you remember about Major when he first came in, his story? Yeah, absolutely. There was a a person in the community that had a litter of puppies, not only puppies, but purebred German Shepherd puppies, which we don't see every day, obviously. We usually see mixes and so forth. But anyway, they had these six puppies who were sick and they needed medical attention. So they came to us and we knew right away that they they were lethargic and not doing well. But we knew that we needed um, to reach out to one of our community vet partners in order to get some help. You know, we, it was beyond our our means in the building. We do a lot, but not sometimes when it's intensive care and emergency care, we need to reach out to a partner. So we did that. It seemed that the puppies got into something, uh, you know, puppies are curious and they get into all kinds of things, but they got into something that was toxic to them. We're not sure what, but, you know, definitely something that's fixable with medical care as well as, um, you know, time and energy and money. It was unfortunate, but the family had to give them up because they just couldn't afford the care for all puppies. So they signed them over to us. And we promised we would get them better and then find them new homes. So we put them into foster care. That's what we do with puppies until they're old enough to be spayed and neutered and put up for adoption. And also if they have a medical issue and they need to get better. So I think they might have gone into two or three foster homes. We split them up because I know that Major was in a foster home with just one other litter mate. So after that, we posted the story on our Facebook page because we like to do that to tell our story of the animals in our care that need help. It was a fundraising pitch as well. We have a helping hands club where people can give to, you know, help a medical issue. And um, we talked about how we needed support for these puppies. And of course, they were adorable photos because they were six little German Shepherd puppies. And little German Shepherd puppies, they look like little bears. They're just little balls of poof, right? (laughs) One, they gave them all baths and one, you know, Major was all soaking wet and just adorable. So what happened then is Ashley Biden, Joe Biden's daughter, had seen the post. Ah. And shared it with her father and said, hey, I know you've been looking for another German Shepherd puppy or German Shepherd for champ. And look, Delaware Humane Association has a litter. So again, this is a little more complicated than the average adoption. But the next thing that happened is Joe Biden dropped in at DHA on Easter Sunday that year. He just showed up at our gate, which is a very Delaware thing to happen, (laughs) which we love about Delaware. You know, you'll say you'll see your senator in the grocery store or whatever. I don't know that that happens everywhere. But here it does. And he dropped in. I remember. So the thing is, the puppies weren't there. He came came Ah. to meet but they were in foster. Mm -hmm. I know I was out of town. It was Easter Sunday. And, you know, the minimal staff was there to care for the animals and work a holiday. So they texted me a photo of them and said, look, who's who dropped by today. So it was like five or six employees with Joe Biden. So I know that the next week we followed up with him or they followed up with us. I'm not sure. But um, his dog trainer, who he works with and plan to have, you know, has worked with Champ, I'm sure, reached out to me. I know him again, Delaware. I know him. It's a small world. And said, Biden really wants one of those puppies, more specifically that male. There was only the one male. So it was easy. We didn't have to have him pick one. We just had to find the male. And he came and picked him up and took him to the Bidens, started training with him. And the Bidens were then fostering um, major. And then, um, you know, really then what happened is that that was the spring. So really the whole summer and into the fall, we were just working with them to uh, set up a time for him to come in and finalize the adoption. And, you know, that means is that 
He had to be neutered and um, seen by a veterinarian and then, you know, exited for, for adoption. So official adoption. So again, Joe Biden's very busy. That took a while. And obviously, you know, it was the whole summer went by and in, on the East Coast, sometimes not a lot happens in the summer because people are in the mode of the beach, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I grew up on the East Coast. I know that one. <laughs> and sometimes it's just impossible to get things done. But he was busy. So in the end, uh, it was November when we scheduled, he, you know, a time to come in and do the adoption. We, he knew that we wanted to do the adoption just like anybody else. You know, like when we do an adoption, we celebrate it. We take a photo. Oh, I love it. You know, we take a photo, we announce it on our loudspeaker, we clap and say, you know, here's another, um, we made another friend for life. And um, that's what you see on some of the videos that we filmed that is um, we announce it in, you know, Mr. Biden and Major exited the building. So the one thing I really remember about that day is that when Mr. Biden came in, I remember he had said to me that he was on a tight schedule and that he needed to be mindful of his time. So the big thing about that was he said, let's do one group photo. Uh, I know that'll be important to you. At the time, we knew him as our vice president, our former vice president. Oh, he was. So he. OK, I'm he with you. That he was running for president. But to us, he was our former vice president, which was a big uh-huh. deal obviously. So he kind of did what I've, what would be unexpected that he stayed well more than an hour. You know, he was there. Oh, wow. That whole idea of, you know, I'm on a limited time was kind of out the window. So that was really generous and really kind that he spent a lot of time with the staff talking with them about their work and about dogs. And uh, Major just sat there by his side. I remember that a lot of people took selfies with him. And um, I did not because I remember he said, let's just do one group photo. So I kind of regret that. I'll get it one Back day. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is an amazing story. Um, and Major's so gorgeous and he's so charismatic. Do you think Major knew where he was going? What do you think he was thinking? Well, I, I do remember he's, you know, we, th- we often feel that the dogs and the cats in our care are grateful, you know, yes, yes. And, and I know that our staff, um, one thing we say is that we know every animal by name. So they, you know, we really do get to know them and their personalities so that we can find the right fit for them for adoption. So, you know, I almost feel like um, this is no offense to President-elect Biden, but I almost feel like our staff was just as excited to see Major as they were the vice president. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> As they were like, hey, Major, how are you doing? You know, oh, I love this story. Just really fast. I know we want to keep you on your time schedule and be respectful of your time, Patrick. But I've interviewed many, many celebrities. I mean, Betty White, Louis Gossett Jr., everybody. But one of the most excited I was was when I got to interview. I put in quotes, the Wells Fargo horses. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the horses. And everybody else like, hello, hello, hello. But then the horses. So animal people, we just love our animals. We just flip over them, don't we? That's Absolutely, just the way it is. Yeah. And for me, I see dogs and animals, as we all do, as highly, highly intuitive. And one of the first things I observed about animals as a child, and one of the first lessons I teach is that dogs communicate with energy and body language. But if Major had a voice, what do you think he'd say right now if he could talk? What do you think he would tell us? (laughs) I always think of that one, the the adoption photo where he has his, he's got such a big smile and a head tilt. It just seems like, hey, everybody, what's up? Ah, that's so cute. That is absolutely so cute. I'm so excited for him and thankful again, Patrick, for you and what you do and all of your shelter workers did for him. And there's a lot more to learn about Major, the inauguration event and shelter dogs right after this break. Smiley, baby, can you wait? Yeah, boy. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, 
The death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Jane Lynch, and I'm on a super smiley adventure. Woof, woof. Everyone's here is super smiley. This message of unconditional love. And we're back on a super smiley adventure with Patrick Carroll, Executive Director of the Delaware Humane Association, who's here for Major, the United States of America's new first dog. And he is a rescued shelter dog. So, Patrick, for me, all my animals, horses, dogs, cats, dogs, they were all rescues and they were all abandoned in deplorable conditions, unwanted. My beautiful Arabian horse was even scheduled for slaughter because he'd been made dangerous by abuse. And my gorgeous German shepherd, Angel, she was scheduled to be put down that night because she'd been returned three times and was labeled berserk on her paperwork. But every one of them with the proper environment blossomed into beautiful therapy animals, spokes animals, gorgeous, gentle soulmates for me. So can you talk about the potential of animals in shelters in general, what they can give and add to people's lives? Tell us about these beautiful shelter animals. Well, I think the one thing that comes to mind is that people may have a a misconception of what is in shelters. You know, there's a sense sometimes that all the animals in our care are um, broken or they have issues or, you know, I had someone recently say to me, it was just, I forget where it was, but they said, how are all the incarcerated animals doing? (laughs) I thought that was, you know, funny, but sad as well. And like, exactly incarcerated or in jail, like that they've done something bad. They just need a new home. So of course, you know, we end up with strays and also animals that need to uh, be rehomed for like various reasons. But also we do a lot of transport from the South, like many shelters in the Northeast, just because there's a lot of animals in the South that, you know, would risk euthanasia, but there's so many homes and great families waiting and more of a shortage up here sometimes um, so, uh, in the Northeast. So I think overall, I just think that there, you know, we have a lot of variety. We do have a lot of mixed breeds, but you know, really, and again, all kinds of dogs come in sometimes, you know, people think we don't have purebreds. We absolutely do get purebreds. Sometimes they may have had to been given up by somebody, you know, people would, you know, sometimes purchase a puppy that's purebred that then they're like, Oh my God, I didn't know yeah. how much energy this breed had. We can't do this. <laughs> And I wanted to ask you about that specifically. Every one of the so many dogs and cats in shelters were abandoned or turned in or lost or something happened to them. So they ended up in the shelter. So can Mm -hmm. you talk about people making sure that we each get the right pet for our lifestyle? So we do keep them forever. So we set them up for success. Can you talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, the one thing is important to know is it's a major commitment, you know, several years, obviously, and um, that, you know, you just want to, you have to you have to reflect on your own life if you need an animal that is, you know, you want them on their, your lap all the time, or you, right. you know, you want to, some people say they want to go running with their dog. Dogging, yep. Dog. Some people say that, you know, they definitely need a smaller dog because they're getting older and they, or they live in an apartment or a condo and it's just, you know, more fair for a smaller dog. You know, I think this whole pandemic has really affected a lot of that because um, I think the biggest reason for the rise in adoptions right now is because people are home and they just have time not only to train a puppy or, you know, just to, you know, a lot of people, oh, if I had a dollar for every person who said I'd love to get a dog, but I just don't have time, I work too many hours. That's just out the window right now because people are home. And um, I even think they're either going to go back in a hybrid mode you know way with their job or they're mm-hmm. just gonna I think the other thing is of course people have reflected on their lives and what matters to them. So I think I'm seeing a lot of that too where they said, you know, I've always wanted a cat, but I just never did it. But since I've been home, it I, I'm gonna get a cat and it's gonna be great companionship for me. It's been a great thing for pets overall, I think. It, you know, it's been a horrific year, obviously, but I think pets have benefited and they don't even know what's going on. They have no idea. No, they don't. They're just <laughs> in the house with their their newly adopted home. Um, so you know, they're loving where they are. That I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I was on Spectrum News a couple of times talking about pandemic puppies and training them. And one of the issues is that it's more difficult to socialize them because we're not going to dog parks. Humans aren't interacting, but there are lots of ways to deal with that. That's, you know, get, just take them walking and um, talk to people from afar, but that's a whole different topic. But yes, you're a hundred percent right. And I also believe that there's so many animals in shelters that there actually is the perfect pet for every person out there wanting to have an adopted pet. Do you believe that, that if they really want a pet, they can find one at a shelter? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I do think the thing to be mindful of is you have to have patience and it may not be on your timeline just because, I mean, I'm the executive director, but one of the things I spend a lot of time, which I think is really valuable is people saying, Hey, I'm looking for a dog or, you know, I'm looking for an orange tabby. Can you help me? Or they have a friend or family member who is. There you go. There you go. Um, so here to kill us all. <laughs> no, they're so, I know, it's a, protect us. They're so cute. Um, so we're about out of time, but one of my themes here is animals are healers and teachers. What have you learned from dogs or from your puppies back there barking? What is, what is the lesson that you've learned, do you think? No, just that they're unconditional love. They just want to be near you. I agree. They're just looking into their eyes and being there is incredibly helpful, whether you don't feel well or you're stressed. I can't even measure that for sure. I call my one dog, um, you know, male nurse Barkley. And, <laughs> and I call my uh, one female dog, Dr. Perfect. Casey. <laughs> so. That says it all. And so Patrick, one more time, give us the info on how we all can join the Zoom inauguration for the United States. First dog, major. Where do we go? Yeah, well, I bet if you just Google inauguration, it'll come right up because it's such a unique word. But DelawareHumane.org is the way to get. I like that. DelawareHumane.org. And Patrick Carroll, thank you so much for joining us on a super smiley adventure. We thank you for your work for Abandoned Animals. And we congratulate you for finding Major and for sending him on the adventure of a lifetime that will hopefully affect thousands of shelter pets. Thank you, Patrick Carroll. Thank you, Megan. It's been a great adventure here. (laughs) 
I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone out there who joined a super smiley adventure today. I'm Megan Blake, the pet lifestyle coach, and you can reach out to me here at Pet Life Radio and come join me for my dog training classes on Zoom. You can find everything I'm doing, all my dog training videos, social media. It's all on my website at MeganBlakeOfficial.com or at WeBeginNow.com. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, everybody. Thank you, Patrick Carroll. Thank you to our awesome producer, Mark Winter, and to everybody who loves their pets for joining a super smiley adventure. And remember, wherever you are with your pets, we begin now. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.